This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock, and it's time to take a Missouri road trip. Let's hit some wineries, and uh, let's bring in Missouri Life Magazine. They're always uh, here with great tips, and uh, to help us out, Deborah Marshall, Director of Sales and Marketing for Missouri Life Magazine, MissouriLife.com, the website. Check it out. Deborah, nice to talk with you. Nice to talk with you, too. How how long has Missouri like become wine country. I mean, it seems like all of a sudden it just exploded. I mean, I know it's been, I know, I know it's been around. I don't know. We've had some wineries. I think of Herman, you know, when I first moved here in the nineties, the but all of a sudden it just seems to be like this big boom. Yeah, for sure. It has. And, you know, um, just, you know, from the beginning, you know, our German heritage of people coming from Germany have really played an impact in um, developing those wineries. And, um, we've had some great history with Stonehill Winery, which has been here, gosh, I don't know, over a hundred years, I believe, and um, and some you know staples in the Augusta area, kind of on the eastern part of the state. But you're right; in the last few years, probably last decade, they've really exploded. And Missouri has over 130 wineries in the state, and you know, so most of them are small, you know, small wineries. But we have some some really big ones that have been around and have been instrumental in and wines across the country and across the world. Are we starting to compete with Northern California? Yes, I I would say so. Um, And we do use some grapes and from Northern California because we can't, sometimes can't grow some of them here, but um, we have been competing. And in our May issue, uh, we have a, we have a writer, um, that does a column called Wine Dog, and his name is Doug Frost, and and he's been writing for us for a while, and and he um, is one of three people in the world that are masters of wine and a master sommelier. I think that's how you say it. And um, he's got an an article in our May issue to talk about the Jefferson Cup and, you know, kind of our history of of Missouri wine and how we've competed um, with other parts of the country. MissouriLife.com is where you can find the article. What's What's the Jefferson Cup? He started this, um, I believe, about 20 years ago, and it was um, for us to compete against other wineries um, throughout the country and to give Missouri a voice and representation. And um, he, his, his, his headline is Farewell to the Cup for this issue. So the cup is going to be no longer, um, but he um, kind of gives you an idea of, of what he has done with um, with the cup and, and who's won and and just, you know, an overview of, of where we've been. Yeah. Well, wine. well, let's talk about taking a Missouri winery road trip. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is what you want to touch on, but Highway 94, uh, just west of St. Louis, and maybe that's even getting into that Augusta area. But you, you drive down that windy road that goes along the Missouri River and you'll see winery, winery, winery. I mean, that seems to me like a pretty decent trail to start with. Is that one of them? It would be totally a decent trail to start with. There's also uh, the Herman Wine Trail that will connect you with a lot of wineries in that area. Um, then there's the Adam Pukta area, um, which uh, is in the Herman Wine Trail. I'm sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. It's the Augusta Wine Trail that's also there as well. So that's all right there in, in the St. Louis area. There are uh, several other wine trails uh, throughout the state. We have 11 of them. And wow. they're just... And, yeah, the northwest part of the state, kind of in that central part of the St. Louis, you know, area, and then a few kind of dotted throughout um, the rest of Missouri. But there are 11 wine trails. 
Deborah Marshall from Missouri Life Magazine joining us. You say that because I, I always just think of like the area from St. Louis to Jefferson City mm-hmm. as kind of being the area, but it is kind of all over the state. Yeah, it is all over the state. And, you know, there's also a little winery up in Glasgow, Missouri called Beckett's Winery. So you can take a, you know, take a get on your you know, motorcycle, you're getting your car, go drive up to Glasgow, hang out on the river, drink some really great wine. It's a great day trip. And then there's, there are those trails that you can go spend. You can spend a couple of days You know, you can spend the night, um, in a B and B right there in Herman and then go out and do all the other trails. Um, it's a great, that makes a great weekend. Um, a great, I mean, a great day trip. So, um, go ahead. I, I was, I was going to ask you about that because once I start with wine, I don't. I don't think I'm making much of a road trip. I think I'm getting there, and then I'm because <laughs> I always seem to overindulge myself. It's oh yeah, I'll try this. I'll try a little bit of that. And so, what is the what is the best way um, to kind of plan a, a weekend when you get somewhere um, to kind of take it easy and, uh, and and enjoy, but not overindulge to where you you feel it the next day? Because I need those tips, Deborah. I'm not sure I have those great tips. (laughs) We're in the same boat, huh? (laughs) We're in the same boat. What I would do is I would just, I would recommend that, um, you know, folks go to the magazine and look at kind of where the wineries are. And then you can obviously look up online and and look for bed and breakfasts and hotels in in the area. There's a bunch of them there. You know, there's a lot there that you can say. I mean, Herman comes to mind because I've been to Herman and spent some time in some bed and breakfasts there and which are fantastic, but um, that's probably the best thing to do and just make it, you know, a trip out of it. Even, even if you can get on the Katy trail and you can ride your bike, you don't have to drink a lot of wine, but you can stop and see all the beautiful wineries along the way too. So, and I'm sure they give you samples and they're small samples. You can, you know, test mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. It, is Missouri known for, for more of a, a red wine, white wine? Do we uh, specialize in anything? Well, Missourians like sweet wine. Yes. More sweet wine. Yes, they do. Um, I'm not a sweet wine fan. I'm more of a Chardonnay person, and I enjoy that. But um, we're more famous for, for that. Um, and, you know, we have some really great red wines um, that are famous from Stonehill uh, that have won many, many awards. But mostly uh, the sweet wines are really what Missourians look for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I would fall into fall into mm-hmm. that boat, too. So how many wineries did you say? There are over 130. Wow. And, you know, and in our own backyard, I should certainly give a shout out to Le, the Le Bourgeois Winery. Um, they've been around here in Rocheport for, oh gosh, decades. I mean, like 30 or 40 years, I believe. Yeah. And um, they've just expanded and they they have some fabulous, really, really good wines. And they have a, um, a distillery that they've added to their, their winery. So and it's right off I-70. <clears throat> and, it, you know, it's a beautiful place to go and visit for the day. Um, and because it's right, looks over, you know, the Missouri River, and it's just a beautiful place to go um, and eat and hang out and drink some wine. And everybody does tasting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any winery that doesn't do any tasting. So, yeah, you got to sample it and then and then pick what yeah. you like. So, all right. That's yeah, great. For Mis- sure. Yeah. Missouri Life Magazine. Uh, MissouriLife.com is the website. And uh, it's in the, your May right. edition for the uh, Missouri Winery Road Trip. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. All right. We'll pick that up. Deborah Marshall from Missouri Life Magazine. Great talking with you. You too. Thanks so much for your time. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. 
Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges, but many of us do not understand what we are facing or how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. <laughs> Follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Watch the cars. They can be crazy. Teddy, no! Are you okay? Somebody do something! Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. I drive my bus in a busy city. That's why road safety is so important to me. I know that I must slow down and be extra careful when I make a wide turn. Buses need more room than cars. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, remember to give buses plenty of time and space to finish turning before driving ahead. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I've been driving trucks for a long time. Safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. We're back on Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. Glad you're with us. Triple A Missouri has been working the Missouri legislature hard in finally getting a bill passed, which will require all drivers to utilize hands-free cell phone features while behind the wheel. Nick Chiberia with Triple A Missouri joins me. Nick, how long has Triple A Missouri been advocating for this type of law? Yeah, well, you know, we, we really started the push here in Missouri a, a few years back, but, you know, we've supported, there's been a number of bills introduced uh, really over the last decade since our current texting and driving law went into effect in 2013. Uh, there's been a number of bills to improve on that law, which was uh, one of the weakest in the country we know. So uh, it's really been a, a long effort uh, coming here, and we're, we're very excited to 
finally see uh, the sit-ins betting hands-free law uh, make it across the finish line this year. And, and we know that it's going to have a positive impact on Missouri roadways. Yeah. So what are some of the details of this new law and, uh, and how does it improve what we had on the books? Well, you know, let's let's start with where we're at. And, and currently, Missouri has one of the weakest texting and driving laws on the books uh, in the country. Uh, Missouri is just one of two states. Again, this is currently that doesn't prohibit all drivers from texting and driving. The current law only prohibits texting specifically texting for drivers under the age of 21. Of course, uh, you know, it's been a decade since that law went into effect. We know cell phone technology is advanced. Uh, people are doing much, much more uh, than just texting on their phone when behind the wheel. And that's, you know, creating a very dangerous environment on Missouri roadways. Uh, so what this current law does, very, very simply put, is it, it prohibits drivers of all ages from holding a cell phone while they're driving. Uh, drivers can still uh, take phone calls as long as it's with hands-free technology like uh, their their phone speaker, uh, Bluetooth headset, or wired headset, or the Bluetooth over the vehicle. Uh, they can still send and receive uh, text-based messages, again, as long as it's voice-to-text and they're not holding and looking at their phone. Uh, and you can still use GPS, uh, your music apps, things like that, again, as long as the phone uh, is not in your hands. So, you know, very simply put, it just simply says, don't pick up your phone and look at it when you're driving which may seem like common sense, but we know that it's a real problem on Missouri roadways currently. Yeah, sure is. Nick Chaberia joining us from AAA Missouri. So, uh, Siddons and Benning, who was the bill named after? Tell us about those families. Yeah, it's two two Missouri families that lost loved ones uh, to distracted drivers. Uh, Adrian Siddons uh, is the wife of Randall Siddons. Randall was struck and killed uh, while cleaning up after a triathlon on the roadside in Columbia uh, in 2019. So that's uh, that's Siddons, that's Randall Siddons named after uh, him in the bill. And then uh, Michael Benning was struck and killed on I-49 in Cass County in, in May of 2021 while attempting to clear debris from the roadway. Uh, Stephanie, his his widow, um, has been a great victim advocate for us along with Adrian. So, uh, you know, these two ladies put a lot of a lot of work into this. Of course, it's a uh, it's a very tough issue for them but uh you know they were very courageous and, and bravely would go into the capitol talk with legislators some you know who would look at them and, and disagree you know respectfully with them but uh on what they wanted to do with this bill but you know we thought it was right uh you know to to have these namesakes and remember these uh you know two husbands and fathers who lost their lives to distracted driving in missouri you know we know they're not alone as well there's many other families uh that have been impacted so uh you know we hope that uh, again, this bill, you know, will prevent that kind of tragedy from happening to other families in the future. You kind of talked about the the current law, or the the one that uh, will soon be replaced, and um, it was focused on people under the age of twenty one. But this isn't just a teen issue now. I mean, or new drivers when it comes to texting or distracted by your phone driving. Yeah. And, and, you know, and interestingly, what we're finding is that, you know, a lot of the younger drivers and we're talking, you know, 16, 17 year old drivers, they get it maybe more than their parents do. You know, and of course, parents set the example, uh, you know, for their kids. But, you know, what we found as well is, you know, in uh, in Missouri traffic crashes involving a distracted driver, 74 percent of the time. 
it's somebody over the age of 21. Uh, you know, so it's not just a young driver problem. We know, uh, I mean, you can, you can look around when you're driving on, on I-70 or on, uh, you know, 54, whatever it might be. And you can, you can see just about, uh, you know, everyone, it seems like on their phone these days while they're driving. Yeah. Are the trends going up or down? Uh, because it seems to me, I mean, I see a lot more swerving, uh, a lot more sitting at red lights. You gotta, you know, honk your horn. Somebody looks up, oh, you know, yeah, light turned green, uh, is the trend of uh, distracted driving accidents going up, down? What do you see? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it, it, you have to kind of look at it twofold, right? Because you can look at crashes, uh, distracted driving caused crashes and fatalities. Uh, those numbers were start, or, or we've been seeing a very slight decline. However, we know some of those numbers can be skewed uh, simply for the fact that you're often relying on people admitting to being on their phone after a crash or, you know, tragically after a serious injury or a fatality, people aren't too uh, too likely to do that, we know. But there's actually, uh, there's data out there using real-time telematics uh, that can look at phone use behind the wheel, you know, it can sense if somebody's picking up and holding their phone while they're driving. And those numbers we've seen trending upward, uh, especially during the pandemic, it took off. You know, more people have been on their phone for longer periods of time while they're behind the wheel. The good news is that same telematics data has shown in states that have passed hands-free laws similar to the one uh, that just passed here in Missouri, that the day that law goes into effect, uh, that it correlates with a drop in cell phone use behind the wheel. So, you know, we know that most people want to do the right thing. They want to follow the law. And again, you know, this 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 bill, this law wasn't about uh, increasing revenue for uh, police departments or trying to catch people in the act. I mean, it's simply it's just saying it's not safe to be on your phone when you're behind the wheel. That's something Missouri drivers have never had before. Uh, and this 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 law will do just that. Nick Chavaria from AAA Missouri joining us here on Show Me Today, where you can always uh, download uh, any of these segments or full show as a podcast. Just uh, search through Apple or wherever you find your podcast uh, for Show Me Today. Uh, long Memorial Day weekend, uh, the unofficial kickoff to summer, and it looks like more Missourians and Americans are hitting the roads again, or at least planning to. Yeah, and a, and a great reminder as we're talking about safe driving, you know, make sure you're putting your phone down, especially if you're taking that Memorial Day road trip this year. There's going to be a lot of people on the roads. Uh, in Missouri, overall travel, we're looking at uh, about uh, 866,000 travelers, uh, the vast, vast majority, well over 95% uh, going to be going by car this year. Uh, we're very close to where we were in 2019 levels. So uh, think back pre-pandemic, it's hard to even even imagine uh, these days, it seems like sometimes, but uh, travel overall across the U.S., very close to where we were in 2019. Air travel, if you're if you're heading to the airports uh, for Memorial Day, it's going to be uh, exceeding 2019 levels. So uh, no matter how you're going, be prepared for a, a busy weekend for Memorial Day. Inflation does not seem to be scaring people off for this weekend. No, it's interesting. You know, despite uh, we're seeing, you know, prices up really across the board for travel, uh, whether you are driving, flying, uh, you know, getting a hotel, whatever it might be, uh, prices are up. We know that along with many other things. However, uh, we know that people are, are, you know, still making up for lost time 
uh, you know, during the pandemic years. And, uh, you know, they're they're not taking travel for granted anymore, it seems. So, uh, you know, we've been seeing an increase, a return in travel demand really since uh, the start of 2021. Uh, and that's only continued over the last couple of years. Uh, and we're certainly seeing that for uh, the unofficial start to summer here in a few weeks. Nick Chiberia, AAA Missouri. Um, all right, so it's Friday next next week. Listen, people may have next Friday off. They may make it a four day weekend. Uh, maybe they hit the road uh, Thursday, get an early jump. Uh, what's the the best day to fill up our tanks, and uh, what can we expect for gas prices for Memorial Weekend? Yeah, you know, gas prices, that's a great question, one to fill up. Uh, we've been seeing gas prices come down over the last month, about 20 cents. Uh, the Missouri statewide average has dropped in the last month. Of course, great news for those road trip travelers. Uh, you know, as of right now, we're still seeing uh, gas prices come down slowly, but surely so. Um, you know, theoretically, if that trend continues, you know, waiting till, uh, you know, before you leave, gas prices may be at their at their lowest point before you hit the road. Um, so, you know, certainly keep an eye on prices, though. We know it's going to be a very volatile uh, summer when it comes to oil and gas. Still a lot of uncertainties uh, globally from an economic perspective. But uh, gas prices trending in the in the right direction right now for road trip travelers. AAA has been keeping track of Memorial Day travel stats for just over 20 years. How will this year compare to others in terms of uh, being busy? Yeah, well, we know that it's going to be the the second busiest Memorial Day travel period, uh, as you said, since we started keeping track uh, back in uh, 2000. So, um, you know, we know it's it's going to be a, a very busy. Again, people are are wanting to get out there. They're wanting to return to travel, uh, and they've been doing just that over the past uh, couple years. Uh, especially for this summer, we know that uh, places are are you know hot destinations are booking up faster than before people are, are booking further out. Uh, and that's really just kind of a, a reminder for folks traveling for the rest of the summer that, uh, you know, if you are planning to take a trip, make sure you're booking uh, earlier than usual because uh, availability is filling up, uh, you know, waiting a little bit, prices will go up as well. So, uh, you know, even looking beyond Memorial Day, if you are planning to travel, make sure you're booking sooner rather than later. Well, be safe. Be on the lookout for distracted drivers. Nick Chaberia from AAA Missouri. Great catching up with you again. Yeah, always great to be here, Bill. Appreciate it. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. If you're talking, they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You try all the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, 
they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you have a concern about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Back on Show Me Today, the Special Olympics Missouri State Summer Games back in Columbia, uh, second through the fourth. The four featured sports, volleyball, swimming, powerlifting, track and field. Statewide trainer Luke Lamb and SOMO athlete Abby Bax are with Cameron Connor to discuss the games. State Summer Games are the weekend of June 2nd through the 4th this year, and they're going to be in Columbia, Missouri. Um, we'll do different events at different venues. We're going to be using Hickman High School uh, as well as the Mizzou campus, um, the rec center and their dorms and dining halls um, as well. So we have four different sports that we offer for our athletes at summer games. We have volleyball, powerlifting, athletics, which is what we call track and field, uh, and swimming. So those are the four events. Um, we also offer a dance and bingo on Saturday evening. And we do an opening ceremony with entertainment and guest speakers on Friday night as well. Okay. 
Perfect. And Abby, we'll bring you in here for this one. So you are a athlete with Special Olympics Missouri. What event will you be competing in? And how long have you been with Special Olympics Missouri? Swimming in three years. Great. Swimming in three years. So I, I guess, Abby, to get you to expand on it a little bit. So what yeah. exactly is uh, what makes it so special for you to be a part of Special Olympics Missouri, I guess, is like, why do you do it? Because um, my mom, Woody, of course, she said, well, I was having a really hard time back in 2017, and she decided to Schaefer, Susan Schaefer said, how about you get Abby signed up for Special Olympics? And I said, okay. And that changed my life. Like, it changed my life. I was getting better at it. I was getting the people I love and the people I care about. And I, I'm so happy to be at Special Olympics. Um, there's a camp coming up, Gary Reimer, and I'm so excited to be there on June 18th through the 23rd, and it's just, it's magical. It's magical for Special Olympics, and I really love it. Like, all my friends are here, all my uh, parents, coaches, you know, you name it, even my boyfriend, so... Well, that's fantastic to hear, Abby. And for anyone who's just now tuning in, this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Special Olympics Missouri athlete Abby Bax and also the director of sports competition and statewide training, Luke Lamb, to discuss the 2023 Summer Olympic Missouri State Summer Games that will be in Columbia June 2nd through the 4th. Luke, I, I guess I'll turn this one over to you now. And that's I know that's for the state summer games. One of the great things about it is that SOMO offers so many different volunteer opportunities. So for anyone out there that's maybe looking to get involved or anything like that, what, what are the processes that they have to go through in order to become a volunteer with SOMO? Yeah. So our events simply don't happen without a lot of volunteers. Um, we rely heavily on volunteers. Um, so there's several ways you can do that. You can sign up ahead of time. You can go to our website, uh, which is somo.org, S-O-M-O.org, um, and just look for the volunteer okay. tab or get involved, get involved tab. Um, and there's steps listed there how you can sign up for specific events. Um, also, we take walk-up walk uh, volunteers the day of the event. If, if someone finds themselves in the area and looking for something to do, we, we can always use help and they can just uh, register that day on site to volunteer, but volunteering opportunities include helping with awards, um, to keeping score, um, being, a, a an escort for our athletes from the competition area to the awards area, helping with lunches, um, lots of different opportunities for, for volunteers to help. Uh, and I always say if, if you've never been involved with special Olympics at all, um, even if you just come to watch, that's great. But if you can, if you can volunteer, you know, 90 plus percent of people that volunteer come back for more because it's just an amazing experience working with our athletes. Since I've been with SOMO, I've gotten more high fives, fist bumps, smiles and hugs than I ever have in my entire life. It's incredibly rewarding. So come on out. Even if you just watch, we would love to have you there. I love the way that you ended that response just because of the fact that it doesn't matter who I've talked to, whether it's coaches or athletes or volunteers everyone always has an immaculate time with special olympics missouri and i think that's highly critical to bring up abby i, I want to go back to the events themselves and this question of course is for you 
You said that you will be swimming at the games this year, correct? Yeah. Okay, great. And if you will be swimming for this, what, uh, take me through your process. You know, what events will you yeah. be swimming in? And when did you find out that swimming was for you to compete in? Well, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to be doing the 25 freestyle and the 50 freestyle and maybe a backstroke. Um, Special Olympics got everything for me. I loved it. Um, when I was a little kid, um, I had a papa built a pool, of course, and uh, they said they thought I couldn't swim because, you know, I had to stay on the ledge. But Papa, Steve, my grandpa, he actually taught me how to swim. Like, I was in the, in two months, I was swimming across the pool. Like, I didn't have a life jacket on. I just swim across the pool. And they like, yay, you guys, you did it, Abby. We're so happy. And I did swimming lessons after swimming lessons. And I got very well. I did Team Missouri. Like, I went to Florida. I mastered. I was a little nervous, but I mastered the medals and the, the swimming. And, like, there was a big, like, there was a practice pool. You should have seen it. There was a practice pool. There was a big sign that says, welcome all athletes. And it was just fun. What an incredible story to hear. That, that, that That's awesome, Abby. And... Let's go back to Luke for this one, because one of the other really important things that happens here at Special Olympics Missouri, as far as I'm aware, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is happening. You will all be offering your your health and wellness clinics as well, correct? Yeah, that's a huge part of Special Olympics. And uh, a lot of people, when they hear Special Olympics, they just picture our athletes, you know, competing and getting medals. But we are so much more than that. We offer um, screenings to all of our athletes free of charge. And those range from uh, mental uh, health, wellness, uh, to special smiles, dental care. Um, they get can get their eyes checked, their feet checked, their hearing checked, um, and lots of volunteer doctors and partnerships with, with medical facilities to help out with that. Um, but it's just amazing to see. And story after story of of some of our athletes who have didn't know they needed glasses or they didn't know they had a hearing issue or they've gotten uh, dental work done through us, uh, referrals, referrals through us to, to get their teeth taken care of. Um, so we're about the whole athlete, not just the competition, um, but the whole athlete, whole uh, health and wellness for all of our athletes. It's a huge part of what we do. Okay. And I w- one other thing that I'd love to follow up with, just to put it out there, what relevant websites or social medias can people follow to basically keep track with all of the great events going on at Special Missouri? And also if they want to reach back out for volunteering or just attending, anything like that. Our, our main hub is our website, somo.org, S-O-M-O.org. Um, we also have social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have uh, Instagram as well. All that info is on our website as well. Uh, there's a Get Involved tab on our website, um, and you can learn about how to become a coach. You can learn how to become a chaperone, and you can learn about how to become a volunteer as well. Okay, so one after the other, the wrap-up question that I'd love to ask you both is, is what is your favorite part of the state summer games or any of the games in general that doesn't actually have to do with the competition? What are the other things about it that are your favorite part of the games? 
Abby, what do you think? What's your favorite part other than the competition? My favorite part of the games is like meeting new people, meeting everyone there, like making new friends. Um, I, I have a friend from Columbia and Columbia. Her name is Mariah and Anna, and I like them. I like we've been on the team, team, team Missouri since like for a very long time. I went through training, I practice. I basically my favorite part is I don't do much dancing, <laughs> like. But my favorite part is like getting to know new people and getting to know new faces. And if I, if I can remember a face, and I will like still remember their name. Like I don't, I don't. No, like, I know Luke, and I don't, if I see him, I'm like, you're Luke. I can highly doubt it, so. Yeah, and I, similar to Abby, you know, it, it's the people um, that I love, uh, from our athletes to our volunteers to our coaches to our spectators and families. I've met so many incredible people. Uh, my family's gotten involved. My kids volunteer at every opportunity they get, and, you know, they've met our athletes, become good friends with a lot of our athletes and coaches, and just those interactions outside of the competition, between games, between events, at our opening ceremony, at our uh, dance and bingo, it's, it's just an amazing experience getting to meet all these new people. Once again, we have been speaking with Director of Sports Competition and Statewide Training Luke Lamb and also Special Olympics Missouri athlete Abby Bax talking about the 2023 Special Olympics Missouri State Summer Games that will be happening June 2nd through 4th in Columbia. To the both of you, Abby, Luke, thank you so much for joining us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. And for anyone who's tuning in late or would like to learn more, make sure to search Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri, wherever you get your podcasts. Show me today. The first three years of every child's life are critical. Learn more about early intervention. How your baby or toddler plays, learns, talks, acts, and moves give important clues as to how they are developing. If you have any questions or concerns about whether your baby or toddler's development is on track, please call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Mom and Dad used to argue about everything, especially about Dad's drinking. My family went from totally crazy to quiet, calm, and even peaceful when Mom started going to Al-Anon family groups. I wanted a better relationship with Dad, so I asked Mom if she would take me to her Al-Anon meetings or to Alateen. I'm sure glad I did. If someone's drinking troubling you, you might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-AL-ANON or go to alanon.org. Or Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? 
Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack, and we'll wrap up the week with Debbie Kelly from MU Extension. Droughts becoming an issue in Missouri. How does that affect your plants in your garden? Debbie is here to share more and uh, tell us more about a map. Debbie, thanks for uh, being here. Thank you. Always happy to be on. We're looking at a drought map uh, that was just released um, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And uh, it shows uh, that most of the state... Uh, is either abnormally dry, and there's some parts that are uh, in ec- extreme droughts. What's going on here in Missouri? Fill our listeners in. Okay, so the map that we're looking at, it comes out every week, and it updates it, and it's it's provided. It's a U.S. drought monitor, and it's put out by University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So it's easy to find. Just type in UNL, University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And then drought map, and it'll show a map of the entire U.S. And then you can click on the state that you're looking at, and it'll break it down into a region of states, and then click on your state again, and it'll pop up just your state. So if we look at this last year when we had our drought, the West was really, really dry. But if we look at the map of the whole U.S. for this year, we notice that Kansas almost the entire state of Kansas is in an extreme drought. A little bit of Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas have also extreme drought. So we're, we're concerned about the, the breadbasket of the U.S. when it comes to agriculture in general. And then we look at Missouri. In Missouri, I would say at least three-fourths of the state of Missouri is in some form of a drought. So the intensity of the drought goes from none, abnormally dry, moderate drought, severe drought, extreme drought, exceptional drought. And we have some extreme drought all the way down to no drought in all of those ranges. So it's really interesting to see how this is playing out in our state so far. Yeah, the southern part of the state, I would say, well, it's hard to see because they don't put interstates in here, but Everything south of I-44 looks like it's it's pretty good. But I, this is the first time I'm looking at one of these maps, Debbie. I, I'm sure there's always some type of drought. As you look at these, do you, I mean, is it concerning if it's abnormally dry? Is that something that you might see that's normal for this time of year? Like, as you look at these, like, how how serious do we get? Like, when we get to the severe or the extreme, you know, 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's there's got to be some sure. drought around the state, but where does it really become an issue that we need to be concerned? Well, if you're growing vegetables and fruits and your ornamentals and your lawns, anytime we get into D0, which is abnormally dry, you need to take notes. Because what we always generally say is that with your plants, you want at least one inch of rain or water per week for your vegetables and fruits and your lawn. And then trees, a lot of folks don't think about trees and drought. They think that the roots of a tree will go deep. Generally, they don't. They only stay in the top 12 inches of the soil. So they also need to be taken into consideration when we talk about drought. They need water just as much as the rest of the plant. When do we get into a range of abnormally dry? You say one inch of rain per week. Uh, does it, mm-hmm. Is it two weeks, three weeks without rain? Where, where do we start falling into these different categories? So when we fall into those different categories, it's going to be where you might want to do an interview with Dr. Um, Tony Lupo on our campus. Uh, he is a, our state, and uh, oh, for lack of a better term, weatherman. Uh, but it, he has a more official title than that, so you'll have to excuse me if I don't know what it is. But the, um, you know, depending upon how dry the soil actually gets is determined as far as how much this rain actually is important to the soil and important for our plant growth. We do know that we um, are supposed to get a lot of rain, supposedly, in, you know, March and April and a little bit into May, but to have extreme droughts in the Columbia, Missouri area, and then over in uh, the Montauk Cooper Morgan County is extreme drought. And when you have that extreme drought, I mean, seriously, plants aren't really going to grow. Uh, they need water. They need uh, some constant water. Um, so we're really concerned with that being this early in the year of the growing season and you know generally we're dry in july and august and so if we're already extreme drought and severe drought and i venture to say about 12 of our counties we have a lot of concern for our plants growing this summer debbie kelly from mu extension joining us talking about droughts and how to take care of your plants how do you water then when you're in uh, an extreme or severe drought? Uh, you got to be careful because I imagine if you water too much or too heavy, it's just going to run off. That's kind of what I've always heard. So what's the proper way when right. you're dealing with a drought in, in terms of how you water? How you water is extremely important. So like with your trees and your shrubs, you can get like a five-gallon bucket and drill a couple of holes in the bottom of that bucket Fill that bucket up and set it over, not at the trunk of the tree, but kind of out away, kind of where about where the drip line is of that tree um, and let it just soak in. And you can get a couple of those pickle buckets and kind of go around the drip line and, and do that maybe once once a week to your, your trees and your shrubs. When it comes to the garden areas and, and to your uh, lawn, you just want to make sure that you use some sort of a sprinkler type of a system where it doesn't come out gushing. Uh, I usually recommend like soaker hoses in a vegetable garden and a flower garden or even putting a soaker hose um, around some of the different trees that you have and and do that. What I have a tendency to do as a lazy person (laughs) is going to be I'll turn my hose on to just kind of like a trickle and I'll set it somewhere around that tree drip line 
set the alarm or a, a timer on my phone for like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. When my phone beeps at me, I move it around uh, the tree um, and kind of then move on to another tree and kind of do that as an all day type of a situation. Uh, so we just really need to take take care of our, of our plants. And if we don't, um, they're going to get stressed. And just like you and I, if we have stress, if we don't sleep well, if we don't eat well, we don't take care of ourselves, we get run down. We don't have the energy we need to do the work that we normally do. We have are prone to get sick more frequently. And that's the same for our plants. If they're stressed and drought is definitely a stressor for plants. And if we don't water them, they're going to become stressed. Once they become stressed, they have a more of a tendency to have insect damage as well as to have disease damage. And and it's not just insects. We've got little rodents that are out there. We have deer. We've got anything where it's dry. They're looking for water. And so they come nibble on our plants as well. Debbie, what's the best time of day to water? The best time of the day to water is in the morning. That way, if you use overhead irrigation, uh, generally if the plants stay wet and it's going into the evening, they have more of a tendency to have different types of diseases. So we say in the morning. But if you can't water in the morning, especially during a drought situation, water when you can. And then uh, what about the frequency during a week? If you're in a, an extreme drought area, the, uh, are we doing it daily? Are we doing it uh, every couple days? Um, but it's really hard to say specifically. One is going to depend upon what kind of the pl- what kind of plants you have. It's also right now our, our soil temperature is not very hot because we're still in spring. But in the summer, when we're in a drought, that topsoil gets really warm as well, so it makes it dry out even faster. So right now, it may not be as frequently, but in the summer, it might be more frequently. What I generally do is, you know, kind of dig a little hole with your finger and see how moist the soil is and how far down it feels moist or and or cool and moist. And that can help determine how often you want to do that um, as far as watering. The other thing to think about is don't wait until you see the plant start to droop and then you water and they look great. And the next time you're like, oh, they're drooping again. I need to water. That means that our plants are really under stress. So you want to do it before the plant starts to look stressed at all. All right. For our listeners, uh, as you monitor uh, the drought situation in Missouri uh, and you want to go back and use Debbie's tips for reference, uh, just subscribe to our podcast uh, wherever you go. Apple's a great place. Uh, search Show Me Today and you can subscribe and uh, go back and uh, reference Debbie's tips. Debbie Kelly from MU Extension, thank you so much. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. 
Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so I accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000 pound bus. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Hi, Grandma. Can Nina come over for dinner? Sure. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! If anyone ever does, I want you to say, no, I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. I promise, Grandma. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you're ever concerned about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more